0: Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all.
1: To the 590 and High School Sports Show. Here's your host. Powered by Texas Podcast Media. Craig Irwin. Toby Thomas. And Trent Hart and good evening welcome to the n sports show craig Irwin, trent hart here in the hot box at texas podcast media and trent we've had a long winter break the bears have come out of hibernation
2: when you say welcome it's welcome back yes welcome back to to sports talk and and uh it you know we're we're you know had a lot, nice long break we're rested Uh, we've had a chance to really recuperate from the awesome football season that we uh, got to experience and the the, great playoff uh, run and the coverage that we were able to do during uh, during the season but now it's uh, it's time to get back to work we've got a we've got things to talk about
1: got a lot to talk about a lot that's went on I mean we're three quarters of the way through high school basketball and it's I told you this the other day, Trent. It's like basketball gets the short end of the stick, right, with the Christmas break. And, and you know, like us, we didn't give it as much coverage as what we should have. But it was a much-needed three, four weeks off that we took here, uh, Texas Podcast Media and the N Sports Show, get some personal things done and um, kind of have a break. And, you know, we made it. We were going to get on here last week, and we had Snowmageddon come through. Southeast Texas. So that kinda
2: Yeah, not quite as not quite as bad as the uh deep freeze that we experienced a couple of years ago, but it was cold enough to keep us bundled up inside and uh really not to want to do anything. I mean, uh we were I was able to stay in from work. I think you were too, and most people out there listening probably were. Um but uh no, it was uh
1: staying from work Hell I was unemployed. (laughs) for a short time come on now I mean I was unemployed for like two days but that was self-induced right uh uh, I made a not a career change but a company change and with what I do for a living so it it just worked out that Friday um I turned in my company truck and everything and then we had the freeze Monday Tuesday or Monday into Tuesday morning and uh, I started a new job on Wednesday I was supposed to start Tuesday but nonetheless it uh It was Martin Luther King Day, so the offices were closed Monday. And uh, so – but, yeah, it was definitely – it was definitely much needed – some much needed time off.
2: Yeah, It really was. I mean, it it felt good to just kind of, you know – back and not have to worry about uh, you know getting set up for a football game or doing our doing our weekly research that we normally would do for uh, you know our weekly podcast. Not that I didn't enjoy it or don't enjoy it, but uh, it was just nice to t- take that little break and uh, having almost a month off. And I'm sure that everybody out there that's been listening has wondered like what in the hell happened to these guys?
1: My buddy, Josh, he, he follows us from down there in Splendor. He, he listens to us each and every week and, and, uh, always sends me a text like ma'am. And he called me a week or so ago and he's like, "Man, when's the podcast going to be back? He said, that's one of five that I listened to throughout the week. He said, I look forward to listening to it each and every week. And I told him, about, and I told him last week, I said, we'll be back in the studio Monday. And then you know, we had snow again and, uh, with no snow down here and, um, everybody panicked and, uh, shut things down. And so here we are, we're back and, you know, and that brings up a topic that Rachel and I was talking about, you know, back when we were kids, Trent, and, and, and you, especially growing up where you grew up, <clears throat> y'all, y'all had a lot more inclement weather than what we do down here in Southeast Texas. And, and, and that's, this is probably why they act the way they do. But I can even remember whenever I was a kid in school, we never missed school. Like they never closed school. You went no matter what for you the, went for the most part, for the most
2: part. I mean, there, we had our, we had our snow days, you know, once every, I would say every other year, Uh, You know, I grew up a little bit north and we got some snow sometimes or a little, you know, sleet storm or something along those times. But uh, most of the time they would delay school uh, start. If we had some icy conditions, they'd wait till about 10 and they'd go ahead and uh, send the buses around that time. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, not these days. No.
1: No, no. They they talk about a freeze. We're going to go ahead and shut it down. I mean, yeah. I, I've been looking on social media here locally around the house and it's no secret. I live in Cold Spring. So, but the parents like on the school website and in the information pages and stuff is, oh my gosh, they're standing water. Are they, you know, is it going to be a delayed start school? I'm like, God dang. And then there was one person that was griping because the school cop went out there directing traffic for them to get out at morning drop off. And I said, yeah, I can remember when I went to school, there wasn't any cops directing traffic, you know, it's like, no,
2: well, they, they don't know if they, the, the, I don't want to hate on them too bad, but the generation of parents don't know how good they have it. Um, you know, back in when we were going to school, there was no waiting for an email or a text message from the school uh, saying that school was going to be canceled or delayed or whatever. You sat in front of the TV at about five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, waiting for your school to come across the bottom of the screen. That's how you found out, right? <laughs> that, so they don't, yes. they don't know how good they had it.
1: No, uh, and, and, but in uh, the generation today is is so soft, right? You know, it's like they're always looking for a reason for the kids not to go to school and, or for them not to go to work. And I mean, heck, if I'm going to take a day off work, way. if I'm going to, if I'm going to miss a day of work, it's going to be on the lake fishing. I don't want to miss just because yeah. it's cold outside or, or we got 14 inches of rain in the last two days. Well, fortunately,
2: uh, you know, my, my office, I, I work on the uh, west side of Houston, almost close to to Katie. So I drive, uh, almost, you know, 75 miles uh, one way, and uh, luckily they shut the the office down because you and I both fight traffic every single morning. And yes, uh, if there's even a chance of of there being any kind of slick conditions, even though it's been raining the last few days, I would much rather sit here and and work from the house. And uh, I'm sure that a lot of them feel the same way. And I know our kids do. They were bugging mine. were bugging me the entire time uh, leading up to Tuesday. Are we going to be in school? Are we going to be in school? What's going to happen? I said, let us know. Relax. Yeah. It's going to be okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's like everybody's anticipate, man, I want to stay home. We're, we're raising a soft generation nowadays, you know, really and truly, but uh, we were a little bit more hardcore. I know my dad was, I can remember going to work, working with him, uh, early on in my career, we were working in, uh, we were in Lake Charles and doing La Burst de Locke, uh, doing an add on to that casino, adding some elevators to it, four elevators. Anyway, um, the ball's me and dad's getting up at the hotel we're getting dressed we done got our free breakfast from the hotel you know lobby and all that good stuff we're walking out to the truck and the boss calls and says hey how are y'all how are y'all doing over there I said oh we're fine you know getting in the truck headed to the jobs he goes are they working he goes well yeah he goes well is the weather bad dad said yeah it's raining it's kind of windy and it's raining he said no there's a category one hurricane blowing in right now dad said all right he said uh i'll let you know if they shut the job down and we went to work and worked all day you know <laughs> so category
2: one that's just a that's just a that's just a little storm I ain't nothing that's Don't nothing
1: major i mean we're we're going to work and I, I can remember another time we were working in houston and and had a hurricane blow through powers out all over the place and dad he's like well pick you up in the morning. All right, pops. He meets me and we go to work and, and you know, we get down there, there's wind screening blown all over the job and everything else. And he calls the GC. He says, Hey man, he said, uh, y'all got a mess around here. Y'all need to get cleaned up. Uh, I guess we're going to go to the house There ain't no power. He said, no kidding. They're probably not going to have power for about three or four days, <laughs> but that's just the way my dad was. It It didn't matter. You went to work. So, yeah. uh, that's the way I was raised.
2: Just, a little, just, just a little different uh, these days, and then it's uh, it's just one of those one of those things that we kind of have to, you know, adapt to the times, I suppose, or not really adapt. It's more of just uh, tolerate the, that, <laughs> the changing of the times.
1: That's that's exactly what it is. But uh, man, nonetheless, though we had a good, you know, three four weeks off. And I uh, got, got a lot of good stuff, got some stuff taken care of on on both ends, you at your house, me at my house. And I uh, got through the holidays, had a great Christmas. And the uh, only thing that would have made it better is if all three of my kids were in the house at the same time. But my oldest one, he was uh, gone on a cruise so uh, with his girlfriend and her family. So anyway, uh, made it through the holidays, made it through New Year's. Uh, I'd like everybody to know that I was in bed by 10 o'clock New Year's Eve. And I woke up with a headache, but it wasn't a hangover.
2: So I, I cannot say the same. <laughs> we we were actually you we brought up at Lake Charles and that's that's where we were at New Year's Eve all weekend long. And uh if I would give anybody some advice out there is to not go to either LaBearge or golden nugget or just any casino period for three straight days. Just don't do it.
1: I believe that was what the text message you sent me uh, was, was don't ever let me do this again for three straight days. So, Well, we're going to take a somebody, quick-
2: Somebody hit me in case that happens again.
1: That ain't no lie. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear a word from a couple of our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to dig into this as we're, we're in our first week of 2024 in episode number whatever it is here on the 590 Sports Show with Texas Podcast Media. You're going to hear a word from our sponsors, Randy's Rubs, randysrubs.com. It don't suck y'all. We'll be back right after this. Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936 672 3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com.
0: Howdy, folks. Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all.
1: Welcome back to the Five Ninety Nine Sports Show here on Texas Podcast Media. Craig with Trent Hart here in the hot box high uh, in the highest building on this road here in Cole Spring, Texas. Well, I am anyway. Trent, he's down here, down there at his house in Antioch, Well, I've got
2: I've got my own hot box if you want to call it that. I mean, uh, made some upgrades over the break. Uh, you can see the 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 brand new
1: microphone, the the boom arm. I'm I'm official podcaster now, dude well i sent you it was funny because Rachel and i a couple of fridays ago was was shopping and i think we were at tj Maxx or something and no we're not sponsored by them but they had a podcast starter kit and i was, i sent you a picture of it i was like man we did it all wrong <laughs> we it, it only took us a
2: whole football season to to get it kind of right um, i'm i'm anxious to to hear what it sounds like uh, tomorrow on my way in uh, to just see how the audio and everything kind of fit together. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's awesome that we've been able to to really learn as we go and upgrade as we go. And, and you know, hopefully we finally got it dialed in. Here's the deal. Next
1: week, and, and le- probably going to do this backwards, but next week is the realignment comes out. And we are going to do on that Thursday night when the alignment comes out that evening, we're going to get up and we're going to stream a Facebook live podcast and, and we hope that's the plan that's is the plan to do stream at Facebook live with Trent, myself, and uh, maybe Brian Besch may come in with us and we may have audio of him, no video, but we may have audio unless I can figure out how to make one camera work for him and one camera work for me, which is I'm sure I can. So, but with the realignment coming up and we're going to talk about the realignment, you want to, you want to dive into that now? We, I mean, we might as
2: well. And, uh, I'm just going to try and I had three, a brought up on the screen on the mock realignments. Um, I was going to try and scroll down to see what the three, a, or maybe, uh, maybe we do We want to just go ahead and, and start at, uh, you know, two, a mock alignments, or do we just want to talk about, uh, one tonight, maybe another one next week, and uh, let's do this.
1: Let's do this. Well, okay. and, and we'll think. Well, let's ponder on it. Let's dive into basketball, right? Sure. Because basketball has been shortchanged, and, and we don't. I don't go to as many basketball games as I would like, and that's my own fault. I've I have i am gone so much, and I'm so occupied during football season with. Monday nights, we do our podcast. Wednesday night, I'm at Bullet Grill, uh, doing a radio show for 102.3 The Eagle. Then Friday nights, we're, I'm going to a football game, and then stretches on into the playoffs, and it's just, you know, it, it runs pretty deep. So then you roll in through the Thanksgiving break, and, you know, it's like you just need to take a breather, and we, we still continue to do our podcasting and everything and, and such. But, uh, I'll tell you this last Friday night I got Rachel out of the house, uh got home and, and it was a big game in, uh for Cold Spring and uh for first place in the district against on Alaska. So I I I coached her out of the house, told her I would feed her and uh buy her something to eat if she would go. So she jumped in the truck and, and we took off. We stopped at Bullet Grill and uh had a bite there and um, Super good food. If y'all ain't been out to Bullet Grill out there at uh, 401 Highway 156 in Point Blank, Texas, you're missing out. Trent, I know you're tired of hearing about it um, when you listen to our pregame shows and everything else, but the food out there, the service out there is just absolutely great. Go out there and see Barb and uh, Chris and the rest of their staff. and um, They got like nine or ten TVs between on the wall and what's outside. It's just unbelievable. It's It's really good. So uh, go out there. And watch I need to get out there.
2: I need to get out there eventually. I've I've heard you talk about it for the last couple of years, and I I've, I've been meaning to get up that way. Maybe uh maybe whenever uh you know if we got time, if, you know in between that tournament or something, might go out there and. No, grab most a bike.
1: definitely, yeah. That Wednesday night when we get in, we we can run up there and go grab go grab something to eat and all that good stuff. Most we we can definitely do that uh, Wednesday night. Cause I can promise you the rest of the week, we're going to be too tired. But so we went to Onalaska and watched, uh, went up to Onalaska, watch that basketball game. 77, 75, 77, 71 was the final. I can't remember. I'd have to go back and look, but my wife thoroughly enjoyed that basketball game. She enjoyed the atmosphere and, and it's kind of where I'm going with this. If you have not experienced a high school basketball game, especially at the small school level. I can only imagine what the big school is, but at the small school level, as loud as what them gyms get and just the fans on both sides getting into it. I mean, we were in Alaska and it's a small school. They don't have football. They got basketball, baseball, volleyball. Uh, I, I think they do track. But dude, that place was rocking and Rachel absolutely enjoyed herself. Cold Spring got the win in and a nail biter and it took full four quarters for them to get the win, but it, it was a it was a great, great foot basketball game. So um you know, as you pulled it up uh from has been sports, they're uh state ranked teams uh through yeah in
2: our in our, uh, in our area or in our region, um, there's not as many as you think, especially on the girl side. We'll, we'll talk about girls, you know, on some other day. But, uh, yeah, currently, if you start down at 1A, Brooklyn is ranked 7th, 2A. Uh, you only got Evadale ranked at 19th. When you get up to the 3A level, Orangefield is at 14, Kuntz at 7. And from what I hear, and we'll get into some of these standings here in a little bit too, from what I hear, Kuntz is the real deal. On both the boys and the girls side, you go up to the 4A level, you got Hampshire Finette sitting at number 12, Silsby at number six, and then you get up in the 5A, Barbara's Hill is at number 14, and wrapping the 6A up at number five is Beaumont United. Um, but now, going back to Koontz, uh they have pretty much taken care of everybody that they've come across outside of, you know, some few losses here in tournaments and whatnot. But, uh, uh, I've heard, I, I mean, I haven't dove in like in a super detail uh, on basketball, just like uh, you haven't probably either, but uh, uh, that's a name that I just keep on hearing.
1: Well, Koontz, here, here's the deal. Evendale, Koontz, Sealsby. Basketball schools, right? Yes. You always hear those schools, but there's one school missing in there. And, and when we get to that district, I'm really shocked. Is Jasper. Yeah. They're 0-6 in district right now, and I'm just like floored. As much athletic talent as they have on the boys' side, for them to be 0-6, I'm just like, I'm stunned. I really am. Yeah, and I mean, that's
2: uh, that's something that I wouldn't have expected, especially the uh, such an athletic group of uh, boys, especially how they did in the high school level. I don't know how many of those high school football players translated onto the basketball court. Usually there's a few um that that you know come over from playing football and go right into basketball, but um yeah, another surprising number, but if we start at uh two a level um that's where we're gonna start things here on the standings here on uh two a region three district
1: twenty four two a region three district twenty four and the leader in that is san Augustine right behind them with the perfect record right behind them is Corgan camden Wooten at four and two. Sereno two and three, Brodus two and four, West Sabine zero oh four, Comasnell zero oh and six. But I want to circle back to these top two teams, St. Augustine and Corgan. Here's the difference: and, and Corgan is on a three-game win streak. St. Augustine on an eight-game win streak. If you look at their win-loss record overall, twenty-two and six for Corgan, and overall for St. Augustine, thirteen and eight how many more games Corgan has played than any of the other teams in their district, right? right. Uh, 28 these, total,
2: 28 total games. Right. Um, when you're looking at overall records. Um, but there's, there's some that's on par. I mean, uh, Woden's they, they've 24 total games. Um, and see, this is, we're looking for those at home. We're, we're looking at the max preps website for these standings. And if you're looking at some of these numbers, you, you look at was it Sharino? Is that how yes. you pronounce that? Yes, eight and nine overall. That's I don't I think they've played more games than that. You would you would you look at this number and if they're two and three in district? I mean that's five games in district. That's kind of on par. But their overall number, you look at that, there's probably some games missing there. You go down the line and you look at West Sabine, also at 0-4 in district. They haven't played their six games. That number kind of jumps off of me. Maybe kind of not accurate, maybe especially when you're talking about some of these lower
1: uh, divisions, Craig? No, it, and and it, you very well may be right in that. Uh, you got to think about, some weather delays and some missed games in that aspect. Right. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Early on is, is they're not, like you said, West Sabine's at 0 and 4 and then, uh, 0 and 6. they've played all their games, but, uh, there had to be something going on there for West Sabine to missing games. Right. Uh, they are two right. games back and, and only playing 12 games total on the season. So there's something has got to be going on there. I don't, I don't know much about that West Sabine school. Uh, my main focus out of this, whenever I look at the schools out of this district is Cork and Camden, right, right here on the 59 corridor, uh, and, and a school that I follow on the football side and, Good to know, looking at the numbers in the realignment, they're going to stay down at the 2A level. They're not moving up to the 3A level. So uh, staying put with where they're at, and we'll talk about that later on in the show. But uh very interesting district there, and uh, I'm really shocked to see Orange. Uh, excuse me, uh, Corgan Camden in that two spot. But I know Coach Devers, he's got them boys lined up, and, and they're getting playoff ready is what they're doing.
2: Definitely that. Moving on to 3A, um, we'll start with... uh... We'll start with uh, your district over there. Uh, that's uh, Region
1: Three, Three A, District Twenty One. Well, not quite my district, but close enough. Or no,
2: not quite. It was close enough. That's this is the Newton one I was looking for earlier.
1: Yes, and, and this district's made up with Pollock Central, Woodville Central Heights, Dyball, Hemp Hill, Pinewoods Community Academy, Huntington, and Newton. And uh, Pollock Central leading that district seven and zero. Uh, Woodville four and two. Central Heights two and one. Dyball four and three. And then Hemp Hill two and two, Piney Woods one and three, Huntington zero and four, Newton zero and five. Which that right there surprises me. Newton being zero and five, as you figure, a lot of those athletes that they have on the football field would translate over to the to the hardwood.
2: Yeah, you would you would think so. Again, that's it's it's one of those that kind of jumps off there. And uh, you know, I'm looking at some of these these totals again, and it's kind of like I think that there's some games missing. Um, and if we don't get these, if we don't get these standings exactly correct, um, just to let everybody know, everybody's, you know, that these teams aren't required to report scores, you know, to max MaxPreps. They just kind of get them. Uh, from my understanding, they're trying to get there, right? They're trying to get there to where they have to report all these scores. But uh, all of that will be ironed out as the district season progresses um you know huntington only playing four district games that's one that kind of jumps out at me as, long, as well as piney woods is only a total of four games as well
1: well almost. and then so you most
2: then you, of the rest of the team's playing six and seven games uh for district
1: then you look down at newton that they, they, they have a, a district win loss record of zero and five and then you look at their overall win loss rest record it's zero and five now i know newton obviously made a big run into the playoffs. Right and uh, so right. that can, but that was concluded before December. That was concluded Thanksgiving week, so they had plenty of time to air up the uh, the orange balls and and get ready out there on the hardwood. So there's there's definitely some information mi- uh, missing, and and we're just giving you the information that we have, right? And that's readily available right. for us to put out for y'all. But moving on to the next district is. That you went backwards on us. Oops, went backwards. There's here's
2: district twenty-two. Um, I'm assuming that and let me get back over to it. I'm gonna make sure that I find it, but go ahead and let's talk about uh district twenty-two, which is Anowac District. Uh currently Koontz, like I mentioned earlier, is supposedly the real deal, seven and O in district, twenty-four-and-four overall. They sit on top of the district. Following them is Orangefield at six and one. Their loss coming to Coontz, I'm assuming, but their overall record also a 24 and four, uh, which is on par with the Coontz Lions. And then you've got Anowak sitting five and two comfortably in the third position, 11 and 12 overall, kind of almost a 500 type season for the Panthers so far. Then you've got Buna in that four spot, four and three in district, 16 and 11 overall. He's Chambers at three and four. Warren at one and six, Kirbyville at one and six, and Harden at one and six. Uh, you know that's uh, these seem like these numbers have been kept uh, kept up with here. If you just look at the nothing's really jumping off to yeah, make and, you think otherwise.
1: And you look over at the overall win loss record, right? It's 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 pretty much in par. You got a one game, three yep. game, two game losing streak, and and you know like Harden eight and sixteen overall. Kirbyville right. nine nine and seventeen and then Warren ten and seventeen as you look at those uh those schedules. So and look at the win loss record. So uh interesting it because that's gonna be the by district round of the next district that we're gonna look at. Um if we can get well, let's, it pulled up. So that
2: was twenty one or twenty two. Yep. So we need twenty three. I think
1: so. I thought you had that pulled up. There it is, yeah. right there. So district twenty three. So this district here, I can speak on on, on this a little bit. Has uh, been briefed uh, very well on it. Is uh, you got Crockett leading the district, uh, tied with Cold Spring five and two, Shepherd five and two on Alaska five and two. So you got two four teams tied at the five and two record. Yeah. Here's the kicker on this: Trinity's one and six. Trinity beat on Alaska earlier on here two weeks ago. I believe it was. On Alaska had beat Crockett. Anyway, this is what makes it so. Crockett is in the driver's seat with Cold Spring two, Shepherd three, On Alaska four. Cold Spring beat Shepherd the week that they beat On Alaska, so that puts uh, them two below Cold Spring. Cold Spring fell to Crockett, so it it makes it uh, this whole district is really shook up. And it's going to be interesting as you as we're into the second half of the district schedule, as uh, Cold Spring and Tarkington are playing tonight, Tuesday night. Uh, they're playing each other here in Cold Spring, I believe. As uh, that's well, going that's to be tonight. a big yes, and that's going to be yeah. a that's really a big game. Tarkington is really a very good basketball program. There, they got a good youth organization that really builds going into that high school level, uh, and we'll talk and they're just they're just one of them forces to be reckoned with so uh that game's one i'm definitely gonna keep an eye on the one who shocks me out of this district to be dropped down to where they are is new waverly two and five in district with a 10 and 16 overall record new waverly yeah, just kind of a, last kind of a tough
2: just a tough year for new waverly if you if you think about it i mean just uh going back even to the football season yeah um just hasn't been able to really find their footing athletically. I don't. I'm not sure what they did in the volleyball season, but and uh, uh, what they're gonna what they're doing in the girls' side either. But uh, no, that's a that's a surprising one. And isn't Trinity? Is Trinity traditionally a more basketball
1: leaning school? I don't know if I would consider them a more basketball leaning. Uh, th- but it seems like so. You go back and you talk about those schools like Trinity and stuff. I I go back to their youth program and, and what they have there, and and that goes to me a lot deeper, right? And and that sets the foundation uh, for yeah. for everything. So, with that being said, Trinity does have a good basketball program, and I think that that contributes a lot to it, it to what makes their high school program uh, being so much better overall Uh, even as much as cold spring you know i I look at i i know their basketball program pretty well uh and and with the way they develop and do things that that makes a huge difference in uh in, in these kids whenever they go to high school and i and i talk about cold spring is coach Kerry bryant the head coach there. Now it's his first year as a head coach. He, he fell into the head coach role last year, uh, due to, uh, a disciplinary action on, on the guy who was coaching and, uh, Carrie Bryant fell in. They gave him the head coach this year and head coaching job this year. And, and he's just kind of rolled with it. And he's got a lot of talent this year. That's really helping them be successful as well. And, and, uh, that makes the job a lot easier overall, but, uh, Kerry Bryant could be more proud of him, proud for him and, uh, with what he's doing and, uh, doing with those kids. And it's more than just coaching, right? It's a leadership role. It's, it's you're teaching kids life lessons. And we talk about it on the football side of it as well but it, it rolls into basketball track baseball the whole nine yards these coaches are doing more than just teaching a sport they're teaching life lessons and and uh that goes a long way so uh looking forward to Boys. seeing how that district shakes up for a region three Four a district 19 this is the yeah, district I mean, this is one of them trent that i was talking about a while ago that i was like stunned yeah. you know yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned
2: Jasper earlier, sitting zero and six, five and eleven overall, and that is that's a that's kind of glaring at you. I mean, like I said before, considering the the athletes and the uh, way they pushed in the football side, it, you would think that a lot of those kids would translate over to the basketball court, but uh, it doesn't seem to be the case there in Jasper.
1: So I'm going to tell you back. Gosh, I forget what year it was. But Cedric Reed out of Cleveland uh, went on to play for the University of Texas. And and from there, signed as a free agent, a couple of practice squads um, in the NFL. But Matt Brown never showed up to watch Cedric Reed play football. But he showed up to watch him play basketball he said if a kid can play basketball and is athletic and the agility that he can see on the basketball court that translates to translates to football my point being is all the all your skilled position players on the football team ought to be playing basketball
2: i tend to agree i mean you look at a you look there was there was a real even now there is in the nfl where there's a trend of those basketball structured type athletic bodies you know, real tall, kind of wide. And, I mean, look at Rob Gronkowski. He, he fits that kind of mold. Um, and But you're right. It's th- that kind of athleticism and that kind of agility that that is done on the basketball court does translate onto the football field. And sometimes it doesn't – go both ways and i mean this might be a case it might not be there just may not be that many football players that are playing basketball over there in jasper and that might be the case for a lot of schools around here i know in Annawak, um you know there was a handful maybe uh, of football players that went on and played basketball and then then there's also two or three or four or five basketball players that don't play football and they're really good athletes and then you've got
1: – Then you got a whole bunch a of baseball of, players that don't do anything but baseball.
2: And and then you have that, right? I mean, uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's becoming more uncommon as we get older. It seems like as we get older, we don't see as many multifaceted athletes anymore or multi-sport athletes. And that – I think we might have even touched on it in a previous podcast before. We have. Where it's just – that's that's a thing that is being lost, and it really shouldn't be. Um, I know a lot of coaches out there make all of their football players uh, run track. It's a requirement. Yes. There's, there's no two ways about it. If you're going to play football for me, you're going to run track too, whether it's throwing the discus or if you're running a sprint, whatever the case may be, you're going to be doing some kind of track event. And honestly, at these lower levels, you've I've seen and heard about rules – where you would have to play two sports and that goes bo- both on the boy side and the girl side. Well we've kind of gotten away from that. And you know, I'm just gonna put it out there, especially when it comes to the baseball and softball side, select ball is the problem. I agree. It I really agree. is. I mean because it's gotten these it's gotten these parents and these in these kids believing that they can just focus on one single sport. I'm going to stop and you. excel at it. And I'm not, it, it's not, I'm the, not saying that they can't, it's not the I'm kids. Saying, it's the parents. Well, it is the parents, but I'm just saying that, I'm not saying that you can't excel at a single sport. If that's going to be your focus to each their own. But if you talk to recruiters, especially at the collegiate level, they are looking at every single aspect of an athlete. Yep. And when, when they go in there and they ask you a question, well, what other sport did you play? Oh, well, I didn't. I just, I just played baseball. Oh, really? Okay. Well, that's good to know. And in their brain, it's like, why? Why did they only play baseball? No, you're exactly right. Play other sports. I mean, because it, it goes to that whole philosophy of how multifaceted of an athlete are you? Are you going to be able to get out of your comfort zone and do something necessarily you may not want to do, but we need you to do? And that's just like that in in school sport, right? You may not be comfortable. You may be awesome at football, but you're not very much comfortable at playing basketball, but we may need you on the basketball court. We might need you on the baseball field. And those baseball players, we might need you over here back on the football field. No, I agree with you. It's rant over, (laughs) (laughs) at least for the time being, because it's funny because I was thinking about, uh, I think about select ball a lot and, I was just telling you the other day and and we're getting into baseball and softball season and how it has affected uh, young athletes especially now at the very younger levels yes and I'm talking I'm talking six year olds. Yep. eight-year-olds, look, nine, ten-year-olds. We're, ten we're going to talk no, about that's that. That's a different podcast. That's
1: a different podcast. We're, we're, we're going to talk about it, and it's going to be on the Five Ninety Nine Sports Show because I feel like it's important, and and I feel it like there's enough people that listen that need to hear it. But let's talk about this district and take a break. Yes, Silsby's leading this district, District Nineteen. Silsby's leading the district, six and zero, with a seventeen and nine overall record. Bridge City in the two spot, five and one with a nineteen and ten record. West Orange start four and two with a ten and eight overall record, Lumberton two and four, uh, Little Cypress Mauriceville two and four, Vider two and four, and then Jasper 0-6 oh as we wrap up District 19 for a uh here in texas high school basketball we're going to take quite the blah we're going to take a break here on the 599 sports show when we come back we're going to finish up with the basketball coverage and then we got a lot more topics that we want to talk about bring to you here on the 599 sports show with texas podcast media we're going to take a break we'll be back right after this
0: howdy folks randy here At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all.
1: Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com. And welcome back to the 590 Sports Show. Craig, I Trent Hart here in the hot box. Of Texas Podcast Media. TexasPodcastMedia.com. Get with us. Let's let us record your podcast. Get it uploaded on all of the social media platforms. Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Amazon, YouTube. We can put it on everything. So uh, get with us. Email us at text info at. TexasPodcastMedia dot We'll get you hooked up. So uh, I'm Craig Irwin, guy on the other side, connected by the interwebs. Trent Hart, Wax Sports Live, formerly known Antioch Sports Live.
2: We're getting there. Well, I mean, we we got to get moving on that. We've been kind of lazy uh, the last few weeks, and well, we're we're too busy thinking about fishing. Yes, <laughs> too busy thinking about the. I know when you're in, you're you're more focused on trying to get the baseball and softball oh season my going, uh, yes. especially there with y'all's youth leagues. So. Uh but no, we gotta we gotta get on the move. We do with, with the
1: future plans. Let's we need to set a timeline and, and execute that timeline. A, at least the merger here and then go from there. Yeah. So let's jump into district twenty four A, region three. Hampshire finette leading that district six and O with a twenty one and six overall record. Huffman Hargrave, 5-1, 18-7 overall. Splendor 4-2, 15-10 overall. Now, I was looking back at some of the records. Splendor beat Cold Spring earlier this season. And uh, so that's part of that 15 wins that they have in the overall record. Livingston, three and three, with a nine and nine overall record. I wish Brian Besch was here. He could really elaborate on this district. Harden Jefferson, two and four with a thirteen and twelve overall record. Liberty, one and five, and West Fork, which is Porter High School, the new high school, newest high school in Porter, right, is that West Fork High School. This is going to be, this year coming, the 2024 season will be the first year they have varsity football. Oh, wow. uh, They're going to be playing 5A Division I high school football uh, their first year in the realignment uh, with their numbers that they turned in. From what I'm understanding, the only 6A team that they're going to have there in New Caney ISD is going to be New Caney High School. They're going to play 6A Porter and West Fork, will be 5A Division One. So, uh, moving on into the next district, there Trentster.
2: Well, I was just going to say, I was just going to say that you know we were talking about how things translate, and um, you know that Hampshire Finet crew, um, how athletically gifted they are. We knew that they are, even football and and what so on and so forth. It it definitely showed in their uh, their overall standings on the bas- basketball side, but yeah, moving on to five A Region Two District Sixteen. Uh, Talking about a spread is, out district, yeah, that's kind of weird. We were looking at these earlier, right, and trying to find Dayton, and I had to do a search. I'm like, what What is that in? And it was Region Two District Sixteen. They're not in Region Three, and not in the same district as Barbers Hill. Tell me about.
1: Tell me why. Well, well um, so we'll we'll put it to you, put it out this way, right? So in 5a right or in in every division other than 6a they break you up division one division two through the football right so what they did here is they took all these schools that were comparable right and put them into a district together which Lufkin's saying thank god we're not driving to Dallas to play football right Right. so Lufkin's leading this this district 3-0 with a 16-11 overall record K Park is uh, two and one. And, and I don't think these numbers are uh, accurate. Well, they, I don't know.
2: I mean, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty, they've all played three games according to the standings here uh, in district.
1: Well, um, and, and it's a 16 district. Numbers. So yeah, that would be about right. Cause they're at the halfway right. mark. Right. No, you're good.
2: Maybe they just got started a little later in their district play than some did.
1: Right. Nacogdoches two and one with a 16 and 10 overall record Porter one and two with a 13 and 12 Huntsville one and two with a nine and 11 and then Dayton 0 and three with a 15 and 10 overall record so Dayton winless in district out of district 16 5a region two region three district 17 Barbers Hill leading the shot in that one seven and0 uh, 24 and three overall record Nederland in that two spot six and one with a 16 and six overall record Port Arthur Memorial five and two 19 and eight overall. Crosby four and three goose Creek Memorial three and four Baytown lead two and five Baytown Sterling one and six <laughs> shocker P and G oh, and seven. Well, I, I mean, how do you go from being perfect? 0-7 uh, in basketball 13 and, they're playing 500 basketball overall but it doesn't matter your overall record it's what's in district to get you to the playoffs so after winning the state title in high school football they're not going to make the playoffs in basketball
2: well I mean it's just like well we we won the state title in football it's like eh, yeah. everything else is secondary at this point I don't know uh, but uh, it, uh, that's, uh, that's kind of a you can talk about surprising numbers as we were talking you know about Jasper earlier and some of these others and it's like that one i I didn't even notice it earlier when we opened up the page and you're like really png's oh and seven in district
1: right i just i was like shocked you know so uh, yeah definitely wasn't expecting that wasn't expecting to see that but i wasn't expecting to see uh jasper to be uh where they were right in district so it just it just shocked me yeah
2: that's a that's a shocker for sure and you know, we're not going to talk about girls here tonight, but I did want to mention the the, the 2 teams that uh, um, are ranked, and they're both in 4A. Sealsby is at 15, and Hardin-Jefferson uh, is 14. Hardin-Jefferson had a great run last year for the girls, if I can rem- remember correctly. Um, but uh, we'll go over some girls back maybe next week and uh, dive some uh, dive into some of their records and see how some of our area schools are doing.
1: No, most definitely. We we want to give the girls some love and, and, and we will this next week uh on the podcast. We've got a lot, you know, coming at you is there's a lot going on and in, in one of the things that's going on in the area is the coaching carousel. And I pulled it up, counted it up earlier. Out of all the Texas high schools, obviously in the state of Texas, there were eighty six football coaching jobs that have come open just 23 days into January, right? Some of these jobs came open well before January. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, one of them that sticks out in my mind is, is the Splendora job is, uh, is, uh, the gosh, what's his name? I'm, I'm scrolling down to it, but, uh, resigned early on and, uh, stepped down and, um, you know, if, if you talk to the people in that area, there's, a lot of mixed emotions on what was going on there with the coaching staff. And, and you and I had talked off the air on some stuff that was going on. But uh, Coach Sam Brooks, that's I, – I don't know why I couldn't think of that. He resigned after three seasons there at Splendor. He took the job after Coach Schultz took the job, left Splendor, and went to Humble. And uh, Coach Schultz spent two seasons in Humble. And then from there, I believe he's up at Prosper – now is where he's at now, but anyway, so that Splendor's job has has been open for some time. Have they have not named a new coach over there yet? And uh, so it's uh, inter- going to be interesting because that job right there in, in this conversation it kind of rolls into the realignment talk, right? Is if you're talking about a school that's fixing to go five A Division two and going to get stuck in a district with. With PNG and, and and some of the teams like that, and uh, it's going to be a really tough district. And, and whenever you're talking about a team that was one and nine last year, uh, to be able to come back and 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 compete at that level, now I will say this: I know at the freshman level, freshmen right now that are going to be moving up, uh, that is that is a really they got some talent, but that's going to be a tough district to be able to represent in, you know, they got a kid named, uh, uh, Hernandez kind to remember his first name. His brother's name was Andrew. Anyway, he's, he's one hell of a lineman and, and I'm telling you, I've been watching him since he's been playing a little league football. He, he wears one of our, we'll see you at the game shirts. Uh, he heard about it on a podcast or seen it on TikTok, and, uh, and wanted one, I was able to ship them one out. But uh, they they have some talent coming up, but I don't know if there's enough talent to help them be competitive in, at that 5A Division II level. And and, and Splendor is that eight-year team. About every eight years they have a successful program, and then you have seven years where they're down. And, and Provost and I talked about it on the phone one day. And uh, he sat back and he thought about it, and, and, but it's the truth. If you go back and then I went, I was throwing the eight years, you know, as just or an easy number that I could remember. And then I started looking up. It was back in the early 2000s. They had some success for about three years in a row making the playoffs. But since then, it it has been about every eight years that they've had that success.
2: Well, that's interesting. And it's also, you know, you mentioned earlier how they're they're moving into a district. And just looking at that. You already mentioned PNG in that district, Montgomery, Lake Creek, New Caney, West Fork that we talked about, West yep. Fork earlier, right? Um, then you got Dayton, Montgomery, Nederland, and Baytown-Lee is what that district may or may, or may not shake right. out to be. Again, these are mock realignments. So who knows what the, uh, the UIL may or may not do to shuffle some of this around to balance things out. Um, but, uh, if I, if I knows, you know, Texas high school football, uh, you know, over there on Dave Campbell's enough, they've got some pretty they get, good informants, right. You know, they get it pretty right a lot of times. So, um, uh, but see so you talk about some of these mock realignments, uh, I was trying to go through some of them to see one of them was the six a that I was interested in.
1: Well, while you're looking for and that, lost it. some other coaching changes. Coach uh, – coach, coaching job is still open as over in Navasota. Coach uh, Casey Dacus, uh he he resigns after six seasons, 36-31 and 31 overall record there in Navasota, so uh, they're going to be looking for somebody to uh, really step that program, get it back up into their winning ways. Uh, I can remember the 10, 11, 12, 13, kind of up in that era when Navasota was just an absolute powerhouse. Uh, and won several state titles in that little – in that group. So going to be interesting uh, to see what kind of a hire that they make there. And and just to stay relevant, if we go down and we talk about some of these local teams, Bridge City, uh, Chad Landry, uh, uh, who is no longer there, but Orange left this year, Orangefield's head coach, Josh Smalley, who had yeah. a successful record there in Orangefield, and not only a successful record, but um, you know, what do he have five hundred wins or something like that?
2: Well, he was the he he was one of the wins during the district's uh, season. Put him the most winningest coach in Orangefield head coach uh, football history. history over yes. There. So his alma mater is Bridge City High School. And that's where he ended up going, which opened up the Orangefield job, which you know, in turn, uh it's little Cypress Mauriceville's offensive coordinator, correct? That's going right. over to Orangeville. Yes. So so they got you got that coaching change and we, we talked a lot about that Orangefield job when that popped up, that was super surprising to all of us until I actually dug into it and found out that uh that was his you know, Bridge City was his alma mater. And I was like, Well, that, you know, makes sense then. Um I can I can see why he wants to go back over there. Um you know the the adage to that is that sometimes coaches don't necessarily want to go back to the their alma maters. And the reasoning behind that is because they know so many people. Right. And they're so, I guess, so approachable by so many parents because and so on and so on and so forth. I've heard that for many, many years. Uh, uh, about uh, a lot of coaches that have went back and coached at the high school that they went to. Um, Another school that uh, is in that same district with Anahuac and the rest of them is uh, Buna.
1: Yeah. Um, And that's where I was fixing to go. Kevin Terrier, after having a six and five record this last year a scrappy little Buna football team, kind of a roller coaster ride, uh, but they were scrappy and uh, we had projections for Buna to be a lot better than what they were. And, and, uh, you know, we, we don't know the dynamics over there, Um wholeheartedly all we do is hear the rumors right but uh terrier right. who spent 34 seasons at buna and the last two as the head football coach he retired and that position is still open and that was one you didn't know about until we got in here to the show and getting ready right. to start doing the show here on texas podcast media texas podcast but uh interesting job that came open one that just came open this last week into this last week Huntington that job came open uh uh Josh Colbert head coach over there steps down after being Huntington's longest tendered head coach he led the Red Devils to a pair of playoff appearances pair as in two uh their last year's record was 0-10 team that I got to see um uh, over the last several years as they've been in the same district as Cold Spring is uh but uh Josh Colbert stepping down and uh you know uh longevity sometimes does pay off it's going to be interesting to see where he goes from there um if anywhere may just decide to retire um after uh after a long tenure there at huntington so Orangefield, uh you you talked about that there is uh jeff uh Brooks is the new head coach after josh molly stepped away uh resigns and uh takes the job over there at bridge city Um uh, Smotley departs Orangefield after 12 years, a 70 and 58 record to take over the head, head AD and head football coach at Bridge City. Little Cypress, Mauriceville's offense coordinator uh, named the coach over there at Orangefield. And and you brought that up while I go there, Trent. As I'm scrolling down, trying to just stay on the relevant, uh, Todd Stark right. steps down at Hemp Hill is uh, after three seasons, 18 and 14 overall record. So uh, in 3A Division two, that hemp Hill job is now open. Um, there were some smaller schools. One of the biggest ones that I've seen, and Groveton's job came open. Matthew Woodward, he steps down um, after two seasons, takes the head football coach at Rio Vista, and uh, that, that position is still open there. Uh, but the biggest one, the biggest... Coaching move that I've seen is down in 2A Division One. Kerry Thurwagger, after a perfect season in Timpson, perfect meaning they won a state title, right. um, and announced his retirement. Uh, he had a career record of 183 and 75, led Lovelady to the state semifinals three times, and Timpson to the state semifinals three times, in addition to the state title that they've won. So, uh, might as well finish on top. And he did. And, uh, go ahead and retire and enjoy your retirement. So, uh, wish him nothing but the best with his future endeavors, with whatever he decides to do. Uh, I'm sure once a football coach you're always a football coach, and I'm sure he'll still be following, uh, Texas high school football, pretty heavy, as the days come forward, but uh, a lot of interesting stuff going on down there in uh Timpson, Texas. A little old Timpson, Texas. Uh if you haven't ever been through there, it's definitely worth the drive. Hall, they're looking for a head or they hired Marlin uh Bryce Birdsong, excuse me, Terry Ward, um, uh, who was in a second season at Tinneh, is out after two seasons an assistant head coach, high school principal. Mr. Birdsong is promoted to head football coach. Go from principal to head football coach. There was one other guy that I knew that did that, Coach Chip Kugel. He was principal there at Shepherd High School and uh, took the athletic director job over there. So uh, pretty pretty interesting, you know, as you clip through here. And that's really the notable schools in our area with open coaching jobs. And I'm curious to see what they do over there in Splendor, who they hire. You know, and and everything. I I really am circling back to that Splendor football team, and it's just like, is it really? A, it's not that appealing of a job, in my opinion, and that's what makes it hard.
2: And yeah, I mean, maybe that's one of the reasons why it hasn't been filled yet. Um, you know, usually schools like if they if they're looking for an athletic director or a head football coach, they want to get. Someone As soon as possible. And the reason for that is because they want that coach to start getting acclimated, not only just in their new role and with staff and admin and so on and so forth, they want them to get acclimated with their kids. Right? Right. You want that you want the student body and your athletes to be as comfortable with that new athletic director, that new football head coach as possible. That way, when you go through summer workouts, and then you start two a days, and on into the football season, you're already in routine. There's no, there's no nothing new really uh, to be expected at that point from a new head football coach.
1: No, I agree with you, and uh, it, it's a wonder that job happened. feel. I'm going to do some research, and we're going. I'm going to figure that out, and uh, I, I know, I know somebody. Very high up on the school board over there. So I'm going to give him a call and see what's going on with that deal. One of the teams that we didn't talk about uh, on a coaching chain job still open is uh, the Nederland Bulldogs. That position still Monty Barrow, um, who spent 26 seasons at Nederland as an assistant coach and a head coach, announced he retired. Uh, spent seven seasons leading the Bull- Nederland, uh, posting a 43 and 34 overall record with his best season in 2018. Uh and so I-
2: have you and found and did you uh, are you looking at this i just found this link on coaching changes no so yeah i just found this link so and it works from 6a down uh what is that on this is uh this is on texas high school football oh texas i'm football. looking com.
1: yeah i'm looking at that one
2: okay so that's the one you're going. that's yes. the one you're looking at okay yep. I'm just making sure yeah that's uh, the one i'm going
1: off but i was
2: i was scrolling through twitter and trying to, and looking to see if I can't, uh, couldn't find some, but so, yeah, that's, that's good to know now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's where I went and, and and was able to pull all this stuff up and, uh, you know, try to, uh, try to mitigate and, and get as, figure out as much as I could, you know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, and, and pull things up. So let's talk about oh, how much time we got. Let's take a quick break. And then when we come back to the 599 Sports Show, we're going to talk about realignments, possible realignments, and and, and what our projections and what we think is going to happen. Uh, really, over in my district, that's, that's a big thing um, with how that's going to shake up. But we're going to take a break here on the 599 Sports Show with Texas Podcast Media. We'll be back right after this. Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com.
0: Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all.
1: And welcome back to the Hot Box here at Texas Podcast Media and the N Sports Show. We appreciate you tuning in each and every week. And uh, just want to give you a reminder, if you, if you want to – maybe kind of help grow your business and or help us grow our business. However you want to look at it. Uh, you can email us at info at texaspodcastmedia And I uh, would love to uh, chat with you and uh, talk about some stuff and see what we can do uh, to help your business with some advertising here on the five nine N sports show. This is a show that we will continue not just through football season, but it will be year round and uh, we're going to continue going. We we take our little break. We had our little winter break, and uh, but we're back in full swing now, uh, getting ready to roll. So, a uh, lot to uh, offer here at Text Podcast Media. Our viewership. I got numbers that we can share with you, and um, and help uh, help you understand how many people and the the range that we reach. And uh, you know, one of the cool things with the way things are set up here uh, and the way we upload our podcast and can able to see we had over um, 1700 downloads last year with Apple. And if you'll remember correctly earlier on, we were three quarters of the way through football season before we got over on the Apple platform. We were just straight um, straight. uh, What's that other streaming service that we use? Um, Spotify. And Google and Amazon Music is where we were at. And and, uh, we got another just through Spotify and Google and everything else, another 1,800 downloads there. So uh, the amount of downloads that we have, it's growing and it grows each and every week. We had some really big shows that really kind of skyrocketed through there. So, But if you're interested, want to help a small, poor couple guys grow their podcast, get with us and email us at info at texaspodcastmedia.com. We'd love to uh, visit with you, either myself or Trent, and uh, see what we can do to uh, help each other out. That's for dang sure. Appreciate Randy's Rubs and uh, Bullfrog Environmental. They've been with us from the start, and uh, whenever they say it don't suck, they mean it. And uh, go check our friends out at Randy's Rubs, randysrubs.com. So uh, anyway, all of that, let's talk about some district realignment looks.
2: Yeah, there was. a, I was. I had a six A opened up, and the reason I was looking at that is this district right here, thirteen six A, and the way that that's shaping out is Cleveland, Conroe, Conroe, Haney Creek, Grand Oaks, Oak Ridge, the Woodlands, and then the Woodlands College Park, and then Willis, into that mix. So, um, and
1: then you look. Go ahead. No. uh, so here's the deal, and this is my honest opinion. Willis had a great season last year, and absolutely did. Let's be real; their great season was aided by two players, one of them being the quarterback. That quarterback has a new zip code. Yeah. What does yeah. Willis? It, what does Willis have to re, to step up and fill DJ Lagway's shoes? Well, and
2: that's that's that's. Uh,
1: Yet to be seen, and,
0: right?
2: Uh, hopefully, hopefully they can make the adjustments that they need to to still be competitive, right? Um, but I, not a whole lot of movement at 6A. Go ahead.
1: No, I I agree. I, I'm I'm curious to see. So that district really doesn't move no. that much.
2: And I was just I was taking a look at it just to see if if there were anything you know might change there. Um, you know, 216A. That's the you know that's the CE King Galena Park North Shore. Humble, Itasca, see There's nothing really changed there. Um, you go on down. I mean, there's there's really not a whole lot of movement within our our area. I thought that we had one school though that was moving up from five A Division one up to six A, and I can't remember which one it was.
1: I can't. I can't either for the life of me. Um, I, I can't. Um, and I'm trying to pull. There we go. Here it is. Found it. Uh, I, i'm trying i can't think about it and, and it's part of that is my fault because i don't follow that 6a that big school like i should right um well we both
2: don't right, right. we we should we we definitely should be uh but no we both don't we kind of rely- yeah of
1: yeah toby uh, and to in
2: on those big and, schools.
1: And I'll tell you I visited with uh I got to visit with him the other night and uh we got we got to talk for a pretty good while. Anyway, um he he has had a full plate. His workload has like tripled since Oh, I'm sure it has. Since they've got rolling with with their new uh with this company that um that they have. So his workload is like tripled and not only has it tripled but yet they're also have broke ground on building a new house so that
2: that would that would do it then
1: yeah he has been absolutely slammed and well, I'm i I try- guess
2: i can't hate on him that much No, i mean
1: it's <laughs> it's hard not to right but i mean we can still give him hell that that's just all there is to it and i cannot find the The screen that you're looking at I cannot find
2: five a- well I'm looking at five a division one now, I
1: understand, but uh, I can't find that realignment page that you're looking at
2: oh it's uh if you go under uh i think it's you go under high school news on the dave campbell side thats ah. over there but uh okay the uh I'm looking at did this change was new kenny Porter always in the same district as crosby and Port Arthur Memorial yes were they okay yeah, okay they okay. they were in they the same
1: you. district uh uh last year the last two alignments they they uh were in the same district so okay yeah it's it's they're they're still kind of right there that's mockery alignment 2a
2: i think this one has changed a little bit though uh and that's barber's hills district that's you know 10 uh district 105a division 1 pasadena laporte Angleton, Galveston ball friendswood Barbers Hill, Baytown, Sterling, Houston, Wood, Springwoods, and then Fort and Kempner. So that that has changed some.
1: Hasn't yeah, it? No, it it has changed and that changed has changed a bunch because Barbers Hill was was over there in that district, um, I believe with uh, he they were in that district with Crosby and them. Yeah, with
2: Crosby and, and right. Dayton. I'm, well,
1: right? Yes. With Crosby I'm and getting, Dayton. Uh, no, you're right. My
2: memory is my memory is foggy, but uh, I mean, again, these are mocks. You know, things things could change, but uh, that was one that uh, that was sticking out here. Um, then you yeah. go over to
1: yeah, that's going to be Division. an interesting district, really, uh, and kind of really shake a ends lot of things up that way. Yeah, yeah. If it ends up that way, that Galveston ball, they got a new stadium over there and uh, super nice, but that's, I mean. Man, that's a lot of real estate to cover as well. You know what I mean? Right. And then,
2: yeah, that's, that's, that, that is. I mean, I mean, it's all within this, you know, neck of the woods, but it's still a lot of, it's, that's a lot of travel if you think about it, you know, in, in the Houston metro area. I mean, it's, it's an hour to everywhere. Right. It doesn't matter uh, any direction you go. So, right. no, I mean, that's, that's kind of an interesting. So, and then you, you, you go back to the district that, that uh, we were talking about earlier, P and g Lake Creek, West Fort, Dayton, Montgomery, Splendora, Nederland, and Baytown Lee. So that has tweaked a little bit or has the potential to tweak a little bit. Um, Fort Ben Marshall. like yeah. So that's, that's now Galena Park, Richmond Randall, Rosenberg, Lamar, Texas City, Iowa Colony, Fort Ben Marshall, Rosenberg, Terry, and Santa Fe. So that's kind of tweaked a little bit too.
1: No, it, it has. And so because you take in, in Fort Ben Marshall was in that district with with uh, Splendora. No, with uh, excuse me. They were P and G in them, wasn't they? I'm trying to remember. Fort Ben yeah, Marshall's they, moved moved up from four A Division One. Okay. So okay. Glen Apart Division One. Glean Apart, the closest game that they're gonna have is that Santa Fe game, I think, uh, honest or Texas city, excuse me, that that's going to be their closest game. The rest of them are all way South and, and, and West of, you know, Houston. Right. So they're going to be driving across right. town to, to anywhere that they go, um, uh, to watch, to, to play football. That's going to be interesting. Uh, well, then you get in, then we're, now we're getting into some,
2: some meat and potatoes, some things to, to kind of munch on is, uh, bridge city and liberty opting up yes right? so opting up from 4a division 2 to 4a division 1 and that would put them in the district with Viter, lumberton huffman livingston and lcm and then it's harden jefferson liberty and bridge city so harden jefferson liberty opting up and it's like did i say bridge city earlier I, I didn't mean yes Martin Jefferson and Liberty opting yeah. up
1: so here's they had the had
2: to get out of that they had to get out of that jasper and then the bad district that, that situation was pretty much bad for them is what i'm is what I gathered from them opting up
1: so here's the deal no and, and you're you're spot on so one two three four five six seven so you figure the way this sets up it's an eighteen district right if all mm-hmm. of this holds true yeah. right Vider, lumberton huffman Livingston L.C.M. Hardin Jefferson Liberty Bridge City, I, I can almost pick this district as it sits right here, right. Um,
2: we could, and we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're we not could. going to.
1: But so I, I get, I get why they did that. But with them doing that, right, that acts as the opportunity for two teams in four A Division two to take an opportunity to move up, and that Shepherd and Tarkington. Who are just in absolutely murder's row out of district? What what's projected to be district 4 A division two? Yeah, so let me let
2: me get over there to
1: four A division two. So it's Sealsby. and it's right there: Jasper, West Orange, Hampshire, Finet, Shepherd, and Torkington.
2: I, I, I mean that's. I mean, we we've talked about this district at at length on this podcast all through the last season. Yes, and we saw we saw what happened to Liberty. And we saw what happened to Harden-Jefferson. But I understand why they did it. I get it. But at the same time, I can't sit here and say, hey, y'all were losing to 3A teams, though. Right. You're not just getting demolished by your district. You were getting demolished by other people. Right? Exactly. Let's be real. So, and I'm not, I I hate saying that. I mean, I'm not that kind of guy. No, but,
1: but, but but here's the deal.
2: I'm honest about it.
1: Right. And, and people aren't going to pay attention to us for being passive, right? They're, they're going to pay attention because we, we say what's on our mind and, and you're right. Yeah. You had a couple of years where you took it on the chin in that district. Oh, we're going to opt up. So we're going to go play up. Sorry for, sorry, Robinson. Sorry, coach belt. Y'all y'all gonna have to handle it down there at the four A Division II level. Which is it's nothing new for Coach Robinson. He he's been in this just two years ago. He he was in this same scenario, right? With Jasper, right. Silsby, um yeah. Rusk, all of those, the way that district shook up. So it was it was quite you know Miles knows what how to handle the situation and he knows what it'll do to them kids. But the downfall to that is Shepard turned in like over six hundred and fifty kids on the number so they blew that 3a division one number way out of the water right yeah and they didn't just oh, yeah. barely make that 4a division two like they did the time previous they blew it out of the water they're like legit well, and, there. are
2: Tarking, and Tarkington kind of did too i mean they didn't like just go crazy they were like the number, what 40 they, students yeah it was still like 40 or 50 students so it, they they were they're there uh and they're probably there to stay
1: now. yes
2: uh so it's uh, and Shepherd's there to stay now, so but no, that puts them in a district that that again we've talked about a lot. And you know, you, you talk about Silsby and Jasper, what they were able to do, even though coming out as the four seed, right? Jasper was a four seed or three seed that, that came out of that district for Jasper.
1: Jasper was the were, three seed,
2: they were the three seed. West Orange Stark was a four seed, you're right. Um, you know, and in Hampshire Finette, uh, you know, that that district is just just, just tough. And uh, to to say I'm I'm opting up after having a couple of seasons that just uh, were not uh, up to par. I sorry to burst your bubble, like you said, but you're you're going to have just as much uh, trouble at the four A Division One, if not more.
1: No, you're you're right, and and so we'll see what happens. You know, yeah. I, I hate it for Tarkington, and I hate it for. My oh, whistleblower, he called me and he, he was, he's been all worked up over this realignment talk. I bet he has. And he has a son that plays high school football, right? Uh, there on the prairie. And uh, just thinking, you know, he's going to have to go on the road and get his, you know, what handed to him for the next couple years, you know, till he graduates. I said, well, you have an option. He goes, what's that? And I said, move. Yep. It's like, well this is where you know it's <laughs> so pretty simple i'm just saying there's options you know uh it's just a matter of what you want to do and and so um uh, you know we'll we'll see what happens and uh well, it's it's gonna be very interesting
2: here's, here's the well here's the more interesting one right i mean it uh we get into three a division one yes and we we talked about Parkington and we talked about Shepard. They have moving up. One of each were in one both of our districts, right? Shepard was in yes uh, district ten. Uh Parking. Parkington was in District Eleven. Yep. Now we're looking at a situation where those holes have to be filled and some kind of some shuffling has to go on. Well in District eleven three A. There's from what I'm seeing, there's not going to be a replacement. There's just going to be a six team district. Which we've talked about sixteen districts for and I hate it. I hate I hate it. I can't stand it. Um, the four teams advancing out of a sixteen district are it just gets muddled right at that point. Really watered down. Um because you you have a sub five hundred team that is going to make the playoffs.
1: Right. Right. At that, that point. And that's not to me, that's not playoff football. Right. And no, we're taking it's, it's four not. teams.
2: It's really not. And I mean we'll see what happens here uh when we get close to the, the official announcement. But yeah, six teams in each district. The biggest move, uh like I said, district eleven stays pretty much the same. Orangefield, Annawack, East Chambers, Buna, Kirbyville, and Harden. Nothing changes there except for Tarkington exiting. But for y'all, Out this of, is this is the probably the biggest move that we have talked about so far. So, and you've got your Huntington, you got your ball, Old Spring, Palestine, Crockett, you lose Shepard, and then all of a sudden, what do you get there?
1: Well, not only do you lose Shepard, but you also lose Woodville. Remember, Woodville drops three A right, Division forgot, Two.
2: And I forgot about Woodville too. I forgot Woodville dropped. So you're you lost two teams out of that out of that district. Uh but that puts Franklin Lions in the uh, district picture.
1: And the projection, yes, it puts Franklin in that, which this district, as you look at it, it it's very familiar to what we had four years ago, right? And, wow. and Franklin was in Cold Springs district. And, and and you look at this, and, I mean, you're thinking, who we got rid of Woodville, right? Who we got rid, as a Cold Spring fan, Who we got rid of our nemesis, Shepherd? Uh, you know, that's, yeah. that's cost us the last... Part of the reason why we didn't make the playoffs the last two years. Oh, we're gonna throw Franklin in there. It's gonna get so much better. That's like throwing Franklin in there is like two times worse than 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 the one that you lost. Yeah, the the two that we lost. So I'm like, golly. So you look at this district and and, and if it shakes out this way, I kinda had it projected that Mahale would go in this district, but it I looks like it looks like they're going to keep Mahia over there in that district with Fairfield, Grosbeck, Grandview, Teague, Malakoff. Possibly, uh, obviously, we'll see next Thursday when the realignment comes out. So uh, we'll have to, we'll we'll see how that how that shakes out. Mahia may still end up back in that district as uh, they finished 500 football last year. Competitive football team um, still have to kind of wait and see. I mean, I feel like these could be off by one. You know what I mean? Uh, any any way shape or form uh mahaya is not that far out from franklin so that that is a possibility and then you move up to district 9 3a you got little river academy troy Tr- cameron yo rockdale mcgregor and florence is a projected there out of that district uh whenever you sit there and look at it so I, uh, you know man it's going to be hard it, and i guess we need to throw a projected District 7-3-A just for throw our boy a bone. Pottsboro, Winsboro, Commerce, Mount Vernon, Eustace, Mineola, and Emory Rains. Uh, kind of how that looks. So, uh, But really, you jump over to District 12, proje- the projection of it, right? Columbus, Hitchcock, Yoakum, Hempstead, right. Edna, Hallisville, Lorena, and Plashes. Lorena has dropped. Or no, Lorena over. moved up. I'm sorry. Yeah, Lorena, well, I moved, Lorena
2: up. moved up. Yeah. And that's what really kind of shook things up too to shuffle people around. I mean that was uh that was that was, yeah, Lorena was in Franklin's district. Yes. Right. That was their only district loss throughout the year. Right. So yeah, Franklin moving up kind of was that was one of those deciding factors on Franklin potentially moving over to Y'all's district. So Right. Yeah, that's uh you know the that is going to be a huge deal once we get, especially once we get down to playoff time and the implications between the one, two, three seed and four seeds. I'm not really. Uh, yeah. One, two, three seed. I hey, look, Cold Spring may be in that four seed. So
1: it may be a factor, right? <laughs> it,
2: might, it might be. So, I mean, so. Uh, then you go down to Division Two. I was kind of scrolling through here to see if there's really been any shakeup. Well, there the shakeup.
1: Once upon a time, the shake up that, the shakeup that that's there really in District twelve three A, right? Yeah is is Division Two, Trinity, Warren, Coontz, New Waverly, Newton, and Woodville. That just that Woodville team is what's gonna make that it, district interesting.
2: It's gonna be it's gonna be huge for Woodville to see what they can do at the Division Two level. And when I when I mean they dropped to Division Two, it was barely. Barely barely, yes. dropped. um, and there were rumors about Woodville dropping early on in the season,
1: yes, Toby uh, talked about it,
2: down. yeah, Toby talked about it. I heard a few things, a few rumblings out of the some of the sources that I had, um but no, dropping down to the third uh, twelve three a all of a sudden that that makes that district look completely different, you well, know, a district that has been dominantly uh dominated by the Newton Eagles maybe i mean maybe woodville has a shot here they played them tough last year um you know well this is going to position woodville in a very good way
1: and you had the opportunity to see woodville in the postseason and 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 i told you what i thought about woodville and where i seen the problems were and whenever you did that game i saw the same stuff yeah you saw the same thing so if they don't get the discipline aspect of that football team, that Newton game is not going to be a factor. But yet, Woodville still, I mean, you look for, you can you can pretty much name the one, two, and the three out of that district. And then who's going to take the four? Is it going to be Koontz or Koontz, right? Um, Trinity's not very good. Warren's not not great. They're, they had a better year this last year.
2: Um, yeah, we thought we thought Warren was going to do a little bit better this last year than they actually did. Uh, we were kind of jumping on that that wagon, right? But yeah, Coons. I mean, New Waverly. Uh, you're talking about Newton Woodville, New Waverly, right? Right. And then after that, it's kind of toss coin, yeah, see what happens. It's a
1: it, it, it is it, it's a coin toss there. A uh, jumping over into two A Division one, a team that that scaved by barely, and I mean barely by like three. I believe was what the number was. Corgan Camden stays two A Division one, which is I don't think. So with Corgan staying two A Division one, I think they would have been okay. They were very young last year; a lot of freshmen starting on that football team for the Corgan Camden Bulldogs. I really thought that you know what they can move up into that three A Division two spot and and you know can be uh, can be good, you know. And, and and make a run with it. But you look at this, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams in this district, District 10, 2A, Division 1. Corgan, Groveton, Shelbyville, Timpson, Garrison, Joaquin, Hemp Hill, and St. Augustine. Garrison, yeah. Timpson both made big runs yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. St. Augustine's good, fair, right? hip pills yeah
2: they're fair they they definitely got better last year yeah. uh, i saw that team early on in the preseason and uh that was a that St Augustine team of 2023 was completely different than the St Augustine team that we saw in 2022 Most we definitely. knew that they were young then and all of a sudden that 102A division 1 district
1: looks pretty salty it really you know it really does uh yeah. move move moving over to two a division two and i cannot wait till next thursday when this new realignment comes out i'm like really stoked about it the big team that's kind of in but out of our area love lady 11 a division two uh you're looking at love lady overton cushing Grapeland, mount enterprise Tinahal, and alto um is the way that district's going to look. And then uh, 12-2A Division II, West Harden, Deweyville, Sil- Sabine Pass, Comasnell, Evadel, Hull Zeta, and West Sabine, you know, here in our area talking Texas that high school football. hasn't changed. No, no. And, I don't and, think, no, that, that hasn't changed. Neither one of them have changed. They're they're both yeah. right there kind of where they've been, you know, number-wise. So uh, kind of – The
2: question will be is – if the UIL will kind of stick to this format that Dave Campbell's has and that their traditional style of approaching, or will the UI come out? And this is for guys like you and me. This is what we hope for is that they come out and make a splash. Yes. And just really just do something crazy. Look, and we, so just- i, 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 I yeah, because it gives us something to talk about at that point. I mean, like you know, I I hope the UIO comes out with this realignment. It's like, oh my god, like we did not expect these two teams to be over here, or so on and so forth. They've done that before uh, a few years back.
1: They have and, made that, sp- and that's that why I, that's why I kind of thought about that. You know, like Mahia moving over into that into that district, and and you know, you could almost drop Huntington. And put them over there in y'all's district to fill that spot and bring Mahia over into ours, right? I mean Trinity. Awesome. Trinity missed the cut by a little bit to uh, stay down three A division two because we kind of we kind of thought that they were going to move over into the three A division one spot, and and yeah. you know, that was kind of one of the comments that I had is is to somebody is you know you you, you lose Woodville you lose uh, Shepherd but you gain Trinity. And maybe Elkhart back, and you know you, you you've improved your season because your district got weaker, right and And right. I like to see a competitive district. Well, guess what if that this realignment it holds true to what this mock realignment that we looked at. If it holds true out of district 103A, which the district projected that Cold Spring will be in, it got tougher. Uh, really, with with the likes of Franklin, right? You still got Dieball, and you got Palestine Westwood. I mean, so um, if you're on the outside looking in, you're looking at. And, and let's be real, and I'm just gonna just gonna be a whole realist. Is who's going to be taking snaps for Cold Spring this year? Is it going to be David Rowe? Is he going to be back? Is did his dad take a? There's a lot of head football coach jobs open in the area. Is he going to take an AD job somewhere? Is he going to, is David Rowe going to be back in cold spring? Luke Monroe, he graduates, you know, he's, he's balling up on the hardwood right now, his senior year doing his deal. So he graduates. So my question is who's going to be taking the snaps in cold spring and how is this team getting better to be more competitive or are you, are we just going to be, you know, looking to slide in that four spot, right? I mean, obviously no. you want to play for one, the one spot, but if you're picking up where you were last year and I guess the point that I'm trying to make is what do we have coming that makes this football team better? Well, that's always a question, right? Right. I
2: mean, every single year Um, with with any team that you follow closely, the, the question is always like, okay, what's coming to make things better? Whether it be coaching or athletes, you know, young talent coming up, through the ranks, whether it be through, you know, freshmen or uh, JV t- guys that you've been developing, so on and so forth. For Anahuac, it's the same questions. I right. have the same questions you do. Um, who's going to be taking snaps? Who's going to be carrying the ball the majority of the times? These glaring holes that, that were obvious this past season, how are those going to be corrected? Right. Um, I'm sure that coaching staffs, on both of the teams that we follow closely are already trying to work through some of that themselves and you got to hope that they've got a solid plan on how to to approach some of that which i'm sure that they do that's why they get paid to do what they do and we don't get paid to sit here and Right. Talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so, I mean, it's uh, it's we got a long way to go. I mean, we we just got through the state, you know, playoffs. Yeah, we're um, we're
1: six weeks past the state championship, right? And we're already talking.
2: Yeah, we're already <laughs> talking next season. What's what's going to
1: happen? You right. know, and, and it's uh, but but it's just a taste of what goes for for the listeners. What goes through our minds, right? What What are we looking sure. at in, in how far ahead are are we looking? You know, for our 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 following of the football teams that we have. Uh, well, so I can tell you right now that, that the pot is stirring.
2: Oh, right? I, there's you, there's there's rumors flying all over the place on not only just coaching moves, but uh, I'm talking about coaches and their children moves that are coming with them. Right? I mean, there's there's things like that going on all over the place. So. I mean, and then you talk about people uh, moving from town to town. Like you talked about earlier, he's like, there's a simple solution. If you don't want to, if you don't want your son playing at, you know, in this district and get hammered on, you can move to over to another town. Well, things like that happen. Right. And it completely changes the landscape of a team when you get a uh, player that can contribute in a big way.
1: You're exactly right. You are exactly right. So it's going to be interesting to see and It's something we're going to definitely be able to talk about more as we progress on to here on the five ninety N sports show with Texas podcast media. You can find us at Texas podcast com and all of the, your major streaming networks out there. So uh, y'all stay tuned for more, but, uh, Trent had a good time tonight. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, some mama's down there cooking, go see what she's got frying up there in the pan and, uh, get my belly full here before we go to bed. Cause I got a little three-year-old that's going to be ready to crawl up in the sack here in a little bit. So, uh, but that's going to be a wrap for us this week. Appreciate you sitting in with us, uh, once again and, uh, looking forward to next week with some more basketball talk. We got all the coaching talk out of the way, unless something new comes up, but got all of that out of the way. We talked about this mock realignment kind of set us up for our shows next week with the uh, actual realignment with how things shake out. And I'm looking forward to getting that email from the UIL uh, to be able to look at all the districts. So a lot to look forward to here in the next uh, seven to 10 days here in Southeast Texas as we get ready to, to get through the 2024 season and uh, stuff. So that's going to be a wrap for Trent Hart. I'm Craig Irwin with 590 Sports. We'll see you at the game. See got the game.